and I'm here today with Justin DeClue. And Colin Professor Xavier Cunningham. Uh, I thought you were doing Magneto. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Professor Xavier, are you uh, like all over the place like you are in X3? I am, I am where you're in. like, I should explain myself to you, especially you. Wolverine. I'm also in your mind, Justin. Oh, okay, no. So we're talking about X3. Oh, the last stand. The last stand. It's confusing because these movies at least had the decency to call themselves one, two, and three, <laughs> but they also have the subtitles. X three. So. It takes place mostly in a Vancouver parking lot. It does. <laughs> X Men three. Uh, the last stand, and then the second one I realized today was it's called X Men United. United. Like no one called it was that it? at the time. Yeah, yeah it was. just called it X. And X-Men the first two. one was X Men. Answer the call, right? <laughs> No, it was Fight the Future. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It was Live, Die, Repeat. X-Men, Live, Die, Repeat. So this movie came out in 2006. A much simpler time for it was. superhero movies. Way before the Marvel Cinematic. Bad, well, not, bad. Well, not they were way bad, before, man. I mean. When did <laughs> Iron Man come out? Yeah, um, under the top Tom Rothman regime, where he's like, I don't like these comic book things. <laughs> well, come on. I, uh, I, love I remember loving uh, X-Men 2 when that came out. I remember liking it. And uh, trying I, to convince myself that I loved it. Okay. I, I thought it was like amazing, but mm-hmm. I have not revisited it since. So. Well, I mean, the X-Men movies are cursed. Like the directors who made them, basically mm-hmm. Brian Singer and Brett Ratner, uh, two <laughs> very bad people. They've both been horrifically people. canceled. But um, so this is my pick. I absolutely adore the X-Men series. The mm. X-Men, I, 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 I love... Most of the movies in this mm-hmm. now, whole thing. so and were you an animated series fan, and that got you into yeah, the movies? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're a big morph head. That's my favorite X Men. Wolverine, the best friend, morph. But, morph. Uh, yeah, when the first movie came out, I was just blown away that it could be so cool that huh. it was so understated, and I, I was like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. well, understated. Well, when you compare it to even this movie, like it's a lot. Yeah, it, it was much simpler and what I think uh, April is trying to say. It, it, you know, when I first saw that movie, it was kind of like, um, in retrospect, it feels a little mm-hmm. quaint. Like, it yeah. feels kind of like a high school production of X-Men almost, like, with the level. Because they weren't sure that these things were going to be huge hits back then. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to get, like, $200 million budgets. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a gamble. So they kind of toned it down. It felt like everything was grounded and it was in a real world. I love... X Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that is such a interesting story, mm-hmm. and these movies are good because they're not what Marvel movies are now. And I'm not saying all of them, but they're not. They're about moral dilemmas. They have moral questions in them, kind of like the original Next Generation. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Stewart, and and that's stated throughout all of the movies, mm-hmm. questioning and the the battle between Magneto and. Um, Professor X and these different philosophies and uh, it's a it can easily be related to real things mm-hmm. you know people who are persecuted you know a lot of people say yeah it's the, an that's the basis of the people. X-Men uh, when it, Stan exactly. Lee started writing it exactly so uh, I was super into that and still am and I liked the second one a lot I thought it was fantastic mm-hmm. but this one I ended up liking a lot more and uh, <laughs> later people would even at the time people were like oh, I didn't really like it and this was kind of critically shit on because yeah. I think oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, like X2 was such that was like the high watermark of the series at yeah, that point mm-hmm. and then this was such a, a letdown because Brian Singer had left 
yeah. uh, to go on to do Superman Returns. Wah, wah. Oh, um, yeah. Well, we'll talk about poor yeah, James yeah. Marsden, <laughs> yeah. who uh, um, it, it disintegrates um, to go play just like a cuck in Superman Returns. Yeah. You know, generally speaking, though, I really, really liked this movie, and I acknowledged that, I, I, can, I will acknowledge that it has some issues, but, mm-hmm. and then like years later, it was like it it made the bad movie rounds. It was on the podcast yeah. and on the YouTube videos. And I'm like, come on guys, it's not that bad. I, I personally love it. And I don't think it's a bad movie at all. It's kind of like laughable going like with that in, in mind, going back and rewatching it and comparing it to like the bad superhero stuff now. And it's like, man, this is this is miles beyond like some of the bad ones I've it's seen. It's also not even the worst X Men movie. Oh, I mean, no, come on, no, no, <laughs> not by a long shot. <laughs> Those Wolverine ones have some issues. Um, well, maybe we should do well, an episode on that someday. X Men Origins Wolverine. That's uh, my favorite X Men movie. X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. you, Justin. Yeah, no problem. Um, what did you write uh, on the copy you signed? It was I think like it was back to back. <laughs> yeah, back to back. <laughs> they fight back to back. X-Men Apocalypse is one of the worst. Yeah, I haven't seen X-Men Apocalypse. I love X-Men Apocalypse, but I like it because it's bad. It's so bad. It's funny in a bad way. This is a classic April nostalgia pick, which I like. Yeah. And I will be very nice on it. Okay. Just cool, calm. Yeah, I'm not even that passionate about X-Men 3. I saw it very excited to see in theaters. Mm -hmm. I really liked X2. And I remember leaving going, that's a lot of stuff done very cheaply. (laughs) And it's, that was my main concern. Which is funny because it's the most expensive movie which uh, is ever bananas. made at the time. It was oh, like two, really? Yeah, it was $210 million or something. But it had a very troubled production. So uh, Brian Singer was originally supposed to direct, and then Matthew Vaughn came on. So Brian yes, Singer left. Yes, that's right. But the kick-ass guy? Yeah, so... Yeah. I don't actually like Matthew Vaughn very much, but... Uh, yeah, not Might have been interested no. to see his version. I'm kind of the same. I mean, that's what kick-ass Well, was. I have a little I, movie I, I for like you it. called X-Men First Class, April. Yeah. Oh, he did that? He did. Yeah, he did yeah. direct that. I like yeah. that movie. Which was really good. I think that was a smart reboot. Um, you know, yeah, just like the time period, great cast. I have my cast. issues with that too, but generally I thought that was a great movie. Yeah, it was really good, really fun. Um, so this one, yeah, Matthew Vaughn came on. And I think at that point after Brian Singer left, they like the schedule was just getting insane. Like it was mm. so short. Uh, they signed Matthew Vaughn on and then they gave him like a year to put it together and he backed out immediately saying like, I can't Not put it together. Um, so then they brought in Brett Ratner because apparently Rush Hour was a very kind of uh, rushed production mm-hmm. um, and he turned it into a big hit. So they said, mm-hmm. okay, he can like work within a tight deadline. We got uh, the man who made Red Dragon and After Sunset. <laughs> you guys remember After Sunset, the heist no. comedy Brett Ratner directed that starred oh, Pierce Brosnan, I think. I've never really? heard of that. Yep. <laughs> I did not know that. Had he done yep. Red Dragon uh, yes. at this point? Oh, After the Sunset is what it's called. Yes, he had. Really? Yep. I think Oof. he had done Red Dragon and then it was After the Sunset. And it feels like After the Sunset was such a kind of like meh that he wanted something that would, you know, be big again. Really? Yeah. Uh, and this opened huge. This was one of the biggest opening weekends, I think, of all time at the point. I might have seen this in theaters twice. I'm not sure. Um, because I remember I went with my friends and we were out one night and we were deciding on what movie to see. And I remember my friend was like, oh, I don't know, that Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, that looks really <laughs> cool, you guys. And we were like, no, we want to go see X-Men. And at the end of the movie, yeah. I think you're like, we get all, out of here, nerd. We're going to go see <laughs> X3, the last day. Like, we all kind of like that it, series will never last. That same person at the end was like, I didn't really like the end. I would have preferred it if it was maybe like 
Jean versus Magneto or something mm-hmm. like that. And well, I was like, well, you're wrong, but I can totally get where <laughs> well, this person is we'll, we'll get is to it when from. we get to that ending. So. Yeah, but my just the general thing I want to say about this movie is that uh, I love that characters die, and mm-hmm. at the time, <laughs> well, they 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 um, die because all of them want to leave this cursed they, franchise. Well, they don't want to be in the movie anymore. Yeah. But, but at this time, and Anna Paquin's like, "Oh, I'm starring in this movie." No, I'm not. See you guys later. I don't think I'll be that, back right at the end. I don't think that they knew that there would be. They they didn't know that the whole Marvel and even the DC stuff mm-hmm. would happen. No, so because this at felt this point, like a the rights. Th- are crazy like the rights are all over the place oh yeah yeah this was 20th century fox i think mm-hmm. avi arad owned the rights oh, uh, the cursed the man of comic book the movies <laughs> yeah, he's the worst um, yeah. I'm saying it felt like a conclusion okay we're done and i know that they had plans to do the wolverine stuff after because everyone loves wolverine but yeah. it's like what know. is your opinion of the uh james mangold uh wolverine films uh, which he did he did, he did Logan he did, right? yeah Logan he did Logan and, and the Wolverine the Wolverine well the ninja I one. saw the Wolverine and I can't remember much about it mm. but it's, I loved Logan it's a little still sad but Logan's very fantastic good. yeah uh, the Wolverine um it's pretty good for have like, you guys watched the extended version it's much better oh really like okay. I don't think there's so. a whole climax where like Wolverine's tossing ninjas into like a like a thresher at the end oh wicked cut out a huge action scene not sure why but it's in the extended edition I, I thought it was pretty good in like how restrained it was like, mm-hmm. it felt well there very... is a guy in a big robot suit at yeah the end. that's until... the one thing that really doesn't work is <laughs> until that big, the last uh, act is like yeah. they feel like they have to kind of go in this like outlandish yeah uh, the black widow curse thing. yeah which kind of sucked i think it should have i don't know just been more grounded i think and it would have worked mm-hmm. it was it was pretty solid i think up to that point but logan was fantastic i, I like that a lot but my point is just now there are never any consequences ever and yeah. even within movies I mean, it's the same thing. Those Welcome to the world Wars of comic movies. books, April. Like, I know, but like, you know what? Can we have some big <clears throat> things happen and just actually happen? Or does nothing ever happen ever? I think, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting annoyed at this point. This, this was <laughs> the point where, you know, it, this movie, especially at the end, kind of undoes two big things that it does in the movie. But, and I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. No, it's two. But... Uh, oh yeah that's right yeah (laughs) but it did it subtly you know and instead of just characters just coming back like within a a movie or the next movie because there's always going to be a next movie I don't think they knew there was going to be a next movie and they hoped there was going to be a next movie I think all of this cast were like this is it, you know? And they did, some of them did come back briefly in Days of Future Past, but, they but more of a cameo. They shouldn't have backtracked it in the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I just don't like, understand why they yeah. always do that. It's yeah, like, they, they kind of, uh, it's like the, whatever, the Chewbacca thing in Rise of Skywalker, yes. where it's like he blows up and then Absolutely. literally... 10 seconds later, he's... That or even just see 3 po losing his memory. Why couldn't he have his memory loss at the yeah. end of the movie? Like, so they, they just want to have their cake and eat it too. And I think, you know, you have Magneto kind of losing his powers at the end. And then literally, like, what, five minutes later or something? He's... Well, in the movie. They're but, back, baby. Yeah, but not everyone who dies in this movie comes back. No, no, no. And also... Just the main the main things I'm saying. Yeah, but like also... Yeah, my, my, my man Spike, the guy who throws the bone things, not coming back, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and like... You uh, didn't like multiple man? After this or movie... Or blowfish? After this, <laughs> blowfish. After this movie, the X-Men movies have no continuity at all. Oh, yeah. And well, every they're very, movie is, um, is practically self-contained. It's kind of at this point. And that's what... It became funny. At least one, two, and three... 
They have continuity. They do. They have some sort of continuity. Yeah. After this, it just, it's just it's a free for all. Just a free for all. It's like uh, even the the trilogy with like James McAvoy uh, and those ones. Well, oh, they it's go like nuts. Every movie takes place in like a different era, like yeah. ten years or fifteen years <laughs> after the previous one, and they all look identical. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's like all right. They whatever. don't really age them. I, I, well, I wish they didn't age because we could jump into the movie here because we start with uh, okay. some de-aging technology in two thousand six. Hey, now I'm going to defend this, Justin. <laughs> Me too. Okay. I, I didn't. I think saw it your that tweet. Bad. Yeah. But at the time, but even looking yes. at it now, I think I've seen worse current versions. I agree. Um, at the time, this was like black magic. It's like, how the fuck did they do this? I've never My seen My argument, though, would be he looks like a melted candle. He does. Like, he, especially the, the first shot where he kind of rises up into frame, his face is a little, little stiff. Um, it, it's it's kind of like uh, my arm got chopped off and they gave me a new arm and it was like a broom handle. And I'm like, I, I guess this works. Like, oh, wow, I can move it. It's attached to my body, but it's still a broom handle, though. I don't know. I think the Magneto stuff I thought was really good. Uh, I think the Magneto stuff looks good. I think it's much more subtle than the it is. Uh, Patrick Stewart. I do appreciate that they start it like so we're in the past magneto and professor xavier uh, arrive and the camera pans up and it's like look at this guy's face yeah look how good we did it well i think it was more of you see the feet coming out of the car yeah and standing and then you're like how could this be um i think he looks fine uh yeah i, I mean when this came out it was it was mind-blowing like this had never ever been done before and i vividly like, remember everyone making fun of it at the time i too. do not remember really? that well, really? I, I uh i i'd have to go back and check it out but isn't there a dh'd uh, Patrick Stewart in X-Men Wolverine. Yes. And I remember that, that one. And yeah, he looks like butter. <laughs> much worse. He looks like Mr. Clean. Maybe so it's just that he has... Yeah. Maybe it's just the fact that he has no hair on his on his head. It's difficult it's, to it's, hide. It always kind of just looks fake. I don't know. But even like Magneto's hair, like he refused to dye his hair, uh, Ian McKellen. So mm -hmm. they had to darken his hair, which is really, really tricky. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I continue uh, my quest campaign of just... At, just cast someone that looks younger than the person. Know. It's like uh, in this scene, Jean Grey shows up. It is not a D-age <laughs> fam No, of course not. But the this age was difference... only like 20, I think they said 20, 20 years, years earlier. 20 years previous, yeah. yeah. Once they're, you, all, they're old guys. Once you get to a certain point in your life, you you don't look that much different <laughs> from decade to decade. They could have done yeah. it with uh, makeup, I feel. But I, I don't know, but I think when this came out, that was like a this was a, a treat of a scene to watch. Like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is always something that they've talked about doing in CG, and, like, that was the first time. But anyway, the company Lola, they still continue to this day. They're, like, the kind of masters hmm. of this type of thing. Um, and a big anyway. move uh, with this scene in this movie is... Um, altering uh, the character of Jean Grey from what you've seen previously. Now, anyone who's seen the show or read the comics already know about the Dark Phoenix, but there's been different interpretations of it. Mm -hmm. And so she's really playing a different character in this than she is in the other movies. She's evil Jean, which I love, but um, it's kind of hinted at in the other two movies, but it's not really... So I'm not I'm not an X-Men person. I didn't oh, read the boy. comics or watch the, the animated so series. The Dark Phoenix thing is incredibly convoluted. Okay. <laughs> it involved like space wars aliens, and yeah. genocides and like going on a space planet. Basically all the movies adapt is uh, she's evil now. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah, and, and I remember and the, really the, the Dark Phoenix one. It was always some alien entity that was like yes, kind of attracted that's to her what it power. Yeah, so that's, took her over. That's not what they did here. This is like unless it's she like met a part him. of her personality that yeah. has 
kind of takes over that uh, Dr. or Professor X is like suppressing. Yeah, so it's interesting because when you see her as a kid, she's like, oh, she's evil. And then he uh, he's like, he manages to change her mind to create the gene that you met in the first two movies, who right. is nice, but not as powerful. But Magneto is and, like, and again, oh, Charles, well, I like this. I know, but again, right away, you get this moral question, was it right for him to do that? And <clears throat> this goes throughout the whole movie. Um, it's a question say, of yes, choice. Because she is basic it's almost like she has a disease that is so powerful it could destroy the world so we have to control that but mm-hmm. is it right to do that you know because she didn't know about it she didn't she had no idea that well i don't uh, think per- she knew that she was so powerful she could uh, no. destroy cities but i, I wish that jean gray was more evil in this movie all she does until the end is just stand around behind magneto i think she's great but she doesn't but she, but have she, a lot to say <laughs> yeah or do <laughs> yeah she doesn't yeah. seem to have Rusty a lot the of the clown will be appearing and not saying or doing anything <laughs> she doesn't seem to have a lot of agency other than yes. she's just being manipulated and kind of trotted out by Magneto. She seems like she is like a prisoner to her own strength. She kind of like, she seems like she's in a daze. Control, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like, it, this I mean, is an X-Men it. problem I feel in the other movies too, or it's super movies in general, which is like, pick one story you want to tell. Is it going to be the Dark Phoenix story? Mm-hmm. Okay, do that. Is it going to be, the, there's a cure for the, uh, you know, mutant gene? Mm-hmm. There's an interesting quandary there. Pick that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least, at least they only picked two this time. Yeah. Well, this movie, they're, uh, but then in our very next scene, we're introduced to Angel. Uh, yeah. This movie mm-hmm. is very overstuffed. Yeah. I would say it's stuff. very, like, for an, what is this opening? You just get two separate cold opens back to back. Three. We get yeah. the, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, two. And then the third one is, like, the reintroduction to the X Men in the danger mm-hmm. room. Yeah. Because, like, Angel, like, really has no. It's cool, effect. I guess. That what they were trying to do was set up the guy who created the cure but he didn't even really create it they just found a mutant and synth like it's not like we know this old white guy very well yeah and this is <laughs> ben foster ex- oh yeah i mean they they needed these scenes ben foster was going to be the next hunk ladies and gentlemen he's like, a great actor uh, yeah great actor. he does nothing in this movie he what has like no. two lines what are I think. even his big roles oh uh, he's like a sniveling uh weakling that is his main thing that he yeah, does like, in I all know, of his movies i know him but i can't even think in of a movie warcraft, warcraft. Uh, oh, yeah, Hell or High Water. He plays the other <laughs> brother that's not oh, Chris yeah. Pine. He was in that kind of like off the grid movie with his like daughter where they live in a forest or something. You guys saw the trailer? We, li- we live yeah. in a forest. <laughs> that's uh, what it's yeah. he, he's like a, like a supporting actor king. So yeah. like yeah. he's in like uh, Mark Wahlberg's Contraband, Lone Survivor, the Peter Berg movie. He's in like huh. the Jason Statham, the mechanic. Uh, I f- but I, I feel like uh, that this whole storyline just should have been cut out. There's absolutely oh. no it's too need much, it and it to really doesn't there. tie into the. No, the, and it know. doesn't. There's not enough either of he, like, yeah. huh? What? Well, it okay. feels fan servicey, so people can go, "That's Angel." I guess. Oh, he was in the Punisher. Now that's a superhero movie. Which as one? Spacker Dave, the Thomas Jane one. We love He's that like, movie, but I can't remember him being. W- in wait, it. you love that? You love the Punisher? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's terrible. It's bad. But <laughs> but it's. I think quite that we're like through these ep- like all these episodes we've done, we found the kind of like everyone has like a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like these movies mean a lot to me because they were in these development periods. Right, right. <laughs> that wasn't a development movie for me, but I do love that movie. Tom Jane and John Travolta. I mean, what oh, else do you need? I mean, need? John Travolta. That that's an Oscar-worthy performance in that oh, movie. It's anyway, back back to X three. Yeah, and then we get to Angel's introduction, which really creeped me out as a kid. It was just so. 
gross. Uh, he's like hacking. He's like a kid. He's like filing and hacking off his wings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very oh, like, you just know, the sound like, effects. Your that feels like that's what should have opened the movie is that because it's like, ugh, that's gross. Like, is this what the movie's going to be about? Yeah, I agree. But then it's not. So it just, <laughs> just kind of. No. Yeah, the father comes in. Uh, this dad looks a lot like. The he looks s- like the guy in the first one. Yeah, the senator. Oh, yeah, yeah, who like melts. He and I was like, is he a liquid man? Yeah. Melting, melting guy. Yeah, very very similar look, and I kept getting confused every time he showed up on was, screen. Was he the 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 boyfriend in uh, Carrie? You know, from set the seventies. He was in the original Willard. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, he's just like another character actor uh, guy that yeah, I'm like, I forget mm. his name. Uh, but anyway, he's like senator guy who created the cure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's so, barely in so this movie, really. This guy. And then, yeah. We cut to amazing credits that let you know which year we're in because that means we got to speed through something. The song plays. I mean, it's no, I guess, Fight Club or the Scorpions fighting in 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Are you talking about the CG credit scene? Yeah, where it's like zooming through something. Or like the original Spider Man. Yeah, original Spider-Man does that too. Yeah, I love it. Like, uh, oh, genes are forming. Whoa, they're mutating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I always loved those, and it's in all. This of them. one is like the the cure is being manufactured. Mm-hmm. And you can see that like attacking the mutant gene and so stuff again, like that. Again, I think the cure a very uh, good concept, and it's a very good idea yeah. for a movie. Um, and it's implied by the end of the movie that uh, the cure actually is not a cure. Ugh, it's just like. I don't know. Just I know. It's like, why couldn't it be anything be permanent? I don't know. But whatever. I think it's a good idea. I think I read that Josh Whedon wrote the cure. Uh, he, like, he, oh, did he? Because he wrote story. the first draft or he came on and did stuff on the first X-Men. No, I he think did. he wrote the comic book story that it was based oh, on. I'm sorry yeah, he to did any do. fans out there. It was, a running, it, it was a run of astonishing X-Men that Josh Whedon wrote. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've got to apologize because I'm going to be misnaming uh, characters in this movie. Cause oh, I, don't know. I mean, the movie misnames them. They just like uh, mix and match and it's like, oh, this character can have this name even though that <laughs> it's not those powers. Porcupine this, Man is, is... Yeah, this was Tom Ross Rothman's doing is he's like we can't have two psychics in a movie you gotta give him a different name and it's like huh Uh, okay sure whatever what Uh, was his name supposed to be I don't remember I I was looking through IMDB because I was like all right who are these characters and it's like oh he has this person's name of I'm not that familiar with X-Men yeah uh, beyond the animated series that I watched when I was a kid so I don't know all the deep cuts oh okay also there's like a million X-Men so yeah because I was like oh the woman with purple hair is Psylocke I guess she never uses her power oh my god Olivia Munn herself (laughs) no it's a different character she doesn't do her punch she's not wearing the thong so uh, is it really Psylocke Um, this movie is kind of what Marvel movies would become which is that's the character I know I know <laughs> that thing and because I'm a, a huge comic book fan and I know those things and even me as a kid was like oh that's the character from the cartoon mm-hmm. you know? well that's how the like the opening after the credits is like hey you know Days of Future Past it's that yeah it's the but Sentinels. not really this is yeah. a big deal and I was kind of disappointed that they never did the Sentinels it's the only thing that I really knew from X-Men yeah um, mm-hmm. just the big don't they robots. do it they do it in Days of Future Past don't uh, they uh, yeah, yeah, they do. At the beginning. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they go back in time to make sure Sentinels never get made. Yeah, but aren't there uh, the other ones that Peter Dinklage builds? That's right. They're are they the, the, the kind of, yeah, they are. Okay. I think I Sentinels, oh man, this I'm going back, but I they 
in the X-Men world, they were always around, though. It's always like, oh, the Sentinels, they're here. Oh, like and present just, day, even? Yeah, present day. They oh, just okay. kind of stuck around. Right. So this is our first introduction to, I don't know, the X-Men again. But it, really, it just became the Wolverine show um, yeah. at this point because he was like the breakout star. We kind of see the X-Men world through his eyes in the first movie, I guess. That was and the second choice. one, too. Yeah, that was a choice yeah. for them to make the movie that way. Um, but every other movie after that it is like that and is it because he was a breakout star yeah because if everyone yes. was just like i don't care about wolverine but this cyclops guy make a movie about him yeah, but that's what, not what well happened. yeah the most boring of all x-men characters yes yes i know he's interesting in some comic book runs in these movies he stinks man he's, yeah because they what don't, a stick in the mud they just don't know what to do with him and i think mm -hmm. um going into the first one all i knew about cyclops is that he was the leader of the x-men mm -hmm. and then Ugh, the leonardo at, at no point does he you know take charge or look like someone that's in charge of anything or the, leading anybody. Yeah, He's just too young, I think. And Maybe. And I think the thing is, is <laughs> his power isn't even that cool. And yet he can shoot lasers out of his eyes. Sounds pretty cool, right? But mm. he never does really anything cool with that. Yeah, not a whole lot. Yeah, he always he just blows a roof off of a place in that first movie. He looks yeah. like he's uh, out of a boy band or something. And I do like mm -hmm. James Marsden. I like the fact that he's a good actor. He's kind of come into his own in like Westworld. He's getting some some props. Um, well, he's learned how to play. We remember Westworld. <laughs> Anybody? No, it's canceled now. I watched oh. the first season. Um, but yeah, yeah, everybody did. Cyclops so unfortunately it. has nothing to do in this. They basically write him out of the movie. Yeah, which is, at his which, own request. Which is what happened because Brian Singer wanted him in Superman Returns, um, <laughs> doing nothing in Superman Returns. Well, I don't blame him because it's like they're not going to do anything with him in this <sighs> movie again. It's gonna I'm be, here. I'm ready to be Superman, right? Bride? Uh, no? no. This is Brandon oh, okay. Ralph. Uh, he's, he's Superman. You're going to be oh. Lois Lane's boyfriend or well, yeah, the Baxter of the movie. I, I, other than when Colin told me, told me today, I didn't know he, I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah. Oh, how, really? We watch Superman Returns all the time, though. <laughs> that classic film. I saw it once 10 years ago. No wonder I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember Where anything about The big that climax, movie. Superman lifts something, and it's really hard. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. It's true. The movie uh, everyone forgot. The Sentinels. We were introduced to... Did we... We got a little glimpse of Colossus in the last movie in like one I shot. I think he was turning himself steel. Yeah, when the... <laughs> when the um, uh, when What's his nuts? Brian Cox's... Trask. Like, uh, Wait, not His Trask. soldiers like invade yes? the X-Mansion. No, not mm. Trask. Oh, yeah. There is a little beat where you see he turns into metal and comes at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't Trask. I, What's his again, name? they have no idea what to do with him here. I like the Colossus. Is it, is it Deadpool 1 he is that he's Deadpool. in? But I was saying, he's like, funny. he doesn't he have a funny. character. He has no personality in this no, whatsoever. This, all he's there to do is to throw Wolverine because it's a thing from the comics. Yeah. It's the fastball special. That's yeah. it. It's like, <laughs> oh, I thought you were joking when you said that. No, it's what it's called. <laughs> it's uh, He's a prop, basically. Pretty much. Uh, he's a trampoline, essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. What's your power? I turn into a trampoline. Oh, I know no, how to use that. Uh, we're letting I you go somebody. from the X-Men team. Uh, um, there is we ended up just getting a trampoline, and we don't need you anymore. There is literally a character like that in the Marvel continuity in the New Warriors called the Speedball, and he's just bouncy. That's his powers. <laughs> also, he caused a horrific uh, massacre in the Marvel Universe, and now he's like uh, a guy who wears gauntlets that cause him pain at all times. Oh, God. <laughs> because he can bounce really high. Yeah, that's right. No, he caused an explosion that called like caused like caused killed like 15 people in the Marvel comics. Yeah, so. That's not so bad. 
No, yeah, <laughs> more people die, and uh, I mean, Jean Grey kills more people in this. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. so, so does Magneto. Magneto kills a lot of people in this too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they don't shy away from that. Uh. Yeah. So we get the Sentinel scene, and it's just you know, uh, uh, Storm is trying to get Wolverine to work with the team, but man, he's a lone wolf. He does things his own way. <laughs> yeah. He's a lone wolf. Didn't you learn this lesson, Wolverine, over the last two movies? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Nope. nope. <laughs> it goes back to the same he's every like, time. I do my own thing. They're trying to teach you know the the young. X-Men uh, yeah. some tricks, I guess. One of the main together. issues I have with this movie is that, like, I for the first 30 minutes, I was like, I like this. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff is happening. But, like, almost no characters have any agency beyond Magneto. Right. Like, Wolverine just kind of hanging out. <clears throat> you know, when stuff comes up, I guess he'll go do it. They're, but... they're reacting. Um, yeah, I think they Jean, are. I think Jean has agency, but again, she's like kind of possessed by this alternate personality. So, and you don't really no, she know does. what I don't think she does. Like, no, she's she's like in a daze, and then she's yeah. she's just like literally like just being sort like of handled, passed around, passed around like you would you know uh, coddle like an old woman or something. Like, <laughs> oh, like her agency is like like what does she want? She no, we don't know. Want anything? I don't yeah, know, yeah. If she wants anything, but uh, yeah, so. After the danger room, we get uh, Cyclops is sad. He's sitting in his room. He decides to go up to Alkali Lake, where yeah. uh, where the and last had... movie ended. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean was like, "What did she like? Uh, a dam broke or something, and she drowned?" Or yeah, she like let the plane take off without them, and she, she was like, holding all the water. The back, water. Right? Um, yeah, um, but it's like funny when you think about like how limited her powers were in those first two movies compared to this one. <laughs> yeah, this is insane. Um, but then we get uh, Kelsey Grammer, Beast. I oh, he's so good. Love him as Beast. Now it's perfect the casting. First thing I thought watching this is that I've talked to special effects people, and they say that if you've been drinking the night before, it is incredibly hard to keep makeup on people's faces. Really? This is a problem mm. with Ron Perlman and Hellboy. You're kidding? Because the al- was the alcohol dissolved the glue or something? Yes, that oh. it doesn't stick on the face. Mm. And so I can only imagine trying to <laughs> apply the stuff to Kelsey Grammer, probably just like drunk and coked out. He Aww. is so good as Hank McCoy. So good. He's like the ultimate live action Hank McCoy. It ex- absolutely is. And feeling, I'm like, why wasn't he in the other movies? I have a feeling this is, uh, I'd, I'd heard about that. Like people, it was like fan casting. Like, oh, you gotta yes, get, it was. You gotta get Kelsey Grammer. Casting. So was Patrick Stewart. Um, that's right they were like well he looks like the <laughs> and character Patrick Stewart's like <laughs> yeah. yeah so there was a magazine called Wizard back in the day in every mm-hmm. issue they'd be like uh, we should cast this person because they look like this person yeah. and it would always be Patrick Stewart because he looks like him and I mean let's be honest what is Patrick Stewart doing at the time of <laughs> X-Men he's like yes please give me any movie role I'll love it <laughs> well, yes, yes. yeah it's like right after those uh, next generation movies ended he just <laughs> slipped right into this in fact uh, that last nemesis might have been after the first X-Men. I, can't I think remember. it definitely was. Oh, did you hear about... X-Men was uh, 2000, was it not? Remember, like, after, oh, yeah. after Logan, he's like, I'm retiring the character of Charles Xavier, blah, blah, blah. A nothing, you know, <laughs> a dump truck full of money. Exactly. Uh, what, to be what, honest, a wheelbarrow like, full yeah, of money would be good. can't possibly have been in a better movie than that. Wait, you know, what movie character? was it? I can't it, even it remember. It was Logan. Doctor no, Strange. No, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, he, he came, came back. back. <laughs> and then he says, but I will only come back under any circumstances. Beep. Beep. It's like, well, he's coming check. back to everything these days. Picard, season three yeah. uh, on TV right now. 
Uh, is it? Well, that's yeah. it, isn't it? I think that, that yeah. is, he's so old. Yeah. He's very old and he sounds very old. It's like kind of neat, though, watching him in Next Generation, yeah. watching him in this, and then watching him in the new Picard. It's like mm. he's he, he's kind of old in all of those I, and yet completely different. I know, but his voice, <laughs> I think he, he just looks so frail in Picard and his voice is so like raspy and old and blah, blah, blah. I mean, look at Ian McKellen these days as well, still playing Gandalf. Yeah, I mean, okay. He's got that voice. Oh man, playing Gandalf like 10 years ago. And also, uh, if you watch the documentary, he's like weeping on his first day (laughs) because he can't believe that he has to do this stuff in a green (laughs) hell, not acting with anyone. (laughs) Don't blame him. That's a good clip. It's online. I mean, yeah, Peter Jackson led it to be in that documentary. (laughs) It's great. He probably felt the same way, Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah. I gave you all the clues. That is the most miserable I've ever seen Peter Jackson in my life. And I felt just so bad for him in that documentary. I mean, there's a reason he hasn't made a fictional feature film since those Hobbit movies. That, I, I think they broke him. It was just that picture yeah. of him on set uh, well. when he, he was trying to figure out the battle scene and then they, they just took a lunch break because he couldn't figure it out. Yeah. He's just like sitting like on set by himself. And he well, just, there's that uh, famous like uh, like five second clip of the camera just zooming in on him mm-hmm. from like far away and he's at a table. He's like staring off into the distance. Yeah, it's like the thousand yard stare. I don't blame him. Jesus Christ. He's like Charles Foster Kane, though, like living in a giant mansion. He has everything he ever wanted. <laughs> yeah. But he can't make movies anymore. He can't make movies. <clears throat> he just does these documentaries now, which are fine. Yep. Um, well, here's the, back to X-Men. Yeah. Here, introduction, Bill Duke as, yeah, uh, as Trask. I was like, whoa, who's, why, what, he's in this movie? Yeah, yeah, he's Trask. I guess the creator of the Sentinels, who is Peter Dinklage in Days yeah. of Future Past. Um, so he got recast, unfortunately, but great to see him in this. He's uh, only in two scenes in this oh, movie. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it felt like more. Yeah, he just like <laughs> he's such this a, movie is so big in April's mind. I love it. It it's, is big. It's crazy. So many character but, actors are in this. Yeah, there's a lot of like uh, good. Oh actors yeah. In this. Well, there's the classic. We shot this in Canada. <laughs> uh, character actor that shows up later oh, on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and uh, well, they uh, they they show that they caught Mystique and she's being interviewed by uh, Chilton from Silence of the Lambs. That guy. Oh yeah. Uh, who is a, another character actor? Uh, Mystique gets the short in this too is that like uh, yeah it seems like she'll be a big deal in this movie until she's not that's I, my main point of contention I feel like that might have been her thing as well I know she was mm. getting more and more annoyed with the makeup process makeup I oh yeah that was, that was Jennifer Lawrence's thing are you saying as Rebecca well. Romaine too it, as well nobody likes putting that makeup on it stinks oh it's terrible and then it looks so uh, good though she uh, her eyes I think were done digitally in this movie for the first time because mm. the contacts are so painful Ugh. yeah I can understand yeah. that yeah Jennifer Lawrence like she spent most of the time just in human form in the the other movies yeah. oh, that's so funny even though the whole and that's because they were all contractually obligated to appear in those movies oh, yeah but She's it's like, like her care well she was less famous when she did the first one so mm-hmm. they, yeah but anyway mystique is an amazing character i loved her in the first one she, she, she's in it a lot and mm-hmm. she's in the second one a lot she's just so cool i love watching her do fight scenes and stuff and so she gets like one tiny one here and then she's just like completely shafted and it's like oh yeah you know. she doesn't do a whole lot yeah it might have been you know it's like <laughs> everybody just wanted out of this movie kind of feels <laughs> What's like wild that. about this movie is that it's like only a hundred minutes yeah it's shorter than the other that's ones. crazy unimaginable in today's day and age well it's funny oh, yeah. when april was like oh we should watch it i'm like oh god it's probably i remembered it being like two and a half hours mm-hmm. or something <laughs> no. just because every movie is now yeah um and it was like wow 146 or something yeah like, amazing this is perfect 
uh, we go to a collection of mutants who are deciding, should we take this cure that's out in the world? And of course, it's led by Julian Richings, legally obligated to appear in every Canadian film. Yes. <laughs> if it was shot in Canada, he's in it. I passed him like four weeks ago or something. Oh, yeah. See if it's nice. coming out of the butcher. Does he live in Vancouver? I feel like he does. I saw because him he's here. in so much Vancouver stuff. Yeah. yeah. He lives here. Even or the, maybe the actor who plays Colossus, I think Daniel Cudmore, um, he's from Vancouver. And I think also Sean Ice, Ashton. Iceman. Iceman is, yeah. Yeah. yeah he... Sean Ashmore? Uh, Sean Ashmore has a twin brother, and his twin brother was in Treed Murray with the Julian Richardson. <laughs> oh, there you go. The April, April classic, Treed Murray. Uh, it is. <laughs> but we do get a quick scene with Professor X, and again, this movie just bounces around. It's like breathless. It's just like, just slow down and... and well, it almost feels like it should have been two hours, because it's like, well, what's going on? Come on, slow down a little yeah. bit. Um, we it's get just, introduced to Kitty Pride in this, who is in the other movies, but played by different actresses. Um, not really a character, but I felt like they were like, we need more people on the team. So how about Kitty Pride? Yeah, you know? and I like Kitty Pride. A big, big fan favorite from the Chris Claremont days of oh. the X Men. She was kind of like the central, uh, the Wolverine of that series, as the kind of like, oh, this is the audience surrogate mm -hmm. for these wild X Men adventures. Uh, and they had some horrible stories about working with Brett Ratner. He was just like extremely homophobic and, and uh, inappropriate inappropriate uh, oh, well like you've heard all director. the wild brett ratner stories right like the oh famous one that he like he stinks like just like just smelled like shit <laughs> and would like continually have his hand down his pants oh, yeah. and then he would then go to the crafty table and eat stuff Ew. to the point that the crafty had to tell people like don't eat that uh, like because he put his hands all over it oh uh, it's so gross gross what a gross person um, mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. In many so, ways, well, we, not just food hygiene related ones. Well, <laughs> yeah. this is another thing. So the uh, uh, the movie's constantly bringing up kind of like ethical dilemmas. And here's one of the things that we set up the kind of stinger at the end of the movie is that his Professor X's uh, friend, Moira. Moira McTaggart, McTaggart, who would appear later in the series. <clears throat> is this the first time that she's been in these movies? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um she has like a patient who was born with no, I don't know, higher brain functions. So he basically has no conscience with a physical body. And he's like, if someone were to transfer their conscience into this body, <laughs> would it be ethical? And they don't really say whether it would or not. <laughs> well, it depends if it's me or someone else. <laughs> exactly. If it's me, then hey, I would like to continue living, please. Please. <laughs> Just put me in a robot body. That's a reference to Picard. <laughs> wait, does, does, wait, wait, wait. Does Picard Sorry, get a robot for body? for season one. Yeah, he dies in season one, and they resurrect him in, a, in an android body. That looks just wait, like him. no way. Yes, it's so stupid. But that's kind of what happens in this. Does he have, like, weapons? No, Can he, no. like, shoot spikes no, no, out of his hands? he's just an old man. He insists. He's like, I want to be the same age, and I want to live as long as I would have naturally lived but, anyway. Anyway. Give me a bigger hog, like down to my knees. <laughs> <laughs> a huge cock. <laughs> I will say, okay, guys, at this moment, uh, he stops mid-sentence and like stares off into space. Um, what is he thinking about? I think he's is he, I can't wait to get out of this movie. Is he realizing that the cure is being made? Is he realizing that Jean Grey is out there somewhere? Is he realizing that Scott Wolverine... What, what, what is he Brett Ratner's about? been at the crafty table again. The very next scene is the cure announcement. So, but he acts like it's he didn't a cure so he probably, announcement. He, I think he says, like, oh, they're announcing it now on television. Yeah, and then uh, Storm is like, you know more than you're saying, don't you? But he's just like... Mm, so, but like, what does he know? He just knows things are coming. Yeah, Something so this, is happening. 
government, they've uh, found a cure. It's sort of introduced in the Bill Duke scene that they've found a mutant uh, named Leech, I think. Mm. Uh, what is the actor's name? Asa Butterfield? Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield. Um, that can, like, strip mutants of their powers. So they've developed, like, this cure that they can, you know, if people want, they can take it and it'll cure them, oh. quote unquote. Man, sorry. I was just looking at Asa Butterfield and his credit. It's wild. He was one of those, like, it guys where yeah. it's like, he's Hugo. Yeah, he was. And he's in that tim burton movie with the um, you know the children they're peculiar like the x-men oh yeah that's right he was hugo I didn't he know. was he was also ender in ender's game so he had his little run oh yeah i thought hugo came later oh whatever um, yeah 2011 hugo cabaret 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 yeah. are you talking about oh, the I martin scorsese hugo movie Mm-hmm. I thought yep, that yep, was yep. a different kid. Anyway, not important. Uh, no, it yeah, he matter. was kind of everywhere at this time. He was, yeah, because you got to get oh. him in as many things before they age. Yeah. Uh, wait, am it, I looking? Was it a different wait, is person? This... <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, Ace. I don't think this is Asa Butterfield in X Three. Yes, I was right. What is it not? <laughs> it's a kid no, that looks not. like him. It's a kid from yeah, because... Birth. Yes, because Asa Butterfield was in Son of Rambo in 2007, and that was his first role. Who's the who's the different, different kid? Oh my God, who's the lanky kid in Power of the Dog? Uh, I don't <laughs> know. Is that guy. Asa Butterfield? <laughs> oh my no. God! All these bald, Wait, like what? little. Who is this kid? Who, who am I? <laughs> Sam Burke. That's all I remember. If the, we were to transfer Asa Butterfield's mind into a body without a conscience. Uh, so this guy's he's name played is by Leech. Oh, Cameron and, Bright. That's and it. April was right. He also had a little run because he was in Running Scared, that Paul Walker movie. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, he yeah, was in movie. Twilight uh, too, wasn't he? I think he was in the later uh, Twilight movies. He was in Juno, RPG Nerd. And yeah, he was. He was in Twilight Saga, Breaking <laughs> RPG Dawn. RPG nerd. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. yeah, he was in three Twilight movies. That was his movies. mutant name, RPG nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine, this is RPG anyway, nerd. He doesn't really. I uh, mean, yeah, pick a number. <laughs> I will give you a random one. <laughs> that is my power. He's really only in two scenes in this. Like when, Hank goes. To, whenever to he visit hits him. you, numbers float up in the air <laughs> to show how many hit points you've lost. <laughs> Uh, uh, and yeah, I, I love the scene where he goes towards him and, and his hand becomes. I less don't furry. know why I sound like I'm 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, when um, uh, Hank McCoy goes to meet him, it is a really good scene. Uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer plays it very well. He plays it like, oh my god, yeah. I haven't seen my own hand since I was, you know, 11 or something. Since it fell off five minutes ago from alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was just you know, real time. That wasn't even a visual effect. It just dissolves. Um, How much booze has he had? Side note, I like Storm's new haircut. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it looks good. Storm, not much to do in this movie, which I feel like I'm saying a lot of characters. <laughs> I read that she said, I'll be in this movie, but you have to give me a bigger role. I mm-hmm. want to be the leader of the X-Men. And she kind of is, but she doesn't uh, really have a lot of character stuff. She's <laughs> more just reacting to stuff. She gets a lot of fun uh, uh, action scenes. I'm the leader of the X-Men as long as someone tells me what to do, whether it be Patrick Stewart or Wolverine. I love I was reading on IMDb that uh, that kind of like spinny thing that she does in the fight yeah. scenes uh, would always make her vomit. So the crew would always have to have buckets out whenever she films. <laughs> She's really scenes. doing those? Apparently. Yeah, I get a stunt person to do that. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, poor Hallie. Oh, God. Yeah, so here we get uh, Julian Richlings. He's trying to like... Uh, so they've announced the cure... All these mutants are hanging out at this church, and he's trying to like rally them. Say it's like not a bad thing, and it's like you know whatever. We, uh, they'll yeah. allow us to take it. We if get we a, want. like a like a mutant gang with like uh, tattoos. 
So yeah. I think these are supposed to be kind of like the Morlocks, which were something in the X-Men series, oh. which were like mutant that live in mm. the um, uh, sewers. Because it's like the mutants that are like too ugly or too weird to like live in day-to-day well, life. Well, that would make sense. Because otherwise it's and, just like, who are these people? Yeah, what a motley crew I of think, uh, people. I think they're part of the Phoenix saga. Because I know it involves like the Hellfire Club. I think she kills, like she commits like a genocide on the Morlocks. Wow. Yeah. Which is like one of the big things. And yeah, that doesn't happen here. Uh, Julian Richlings definitely looks like a, a mutant. <laughs> Uh, well, Julian Richlings, anytime I'm like, who's that guy again? I'm like, who played death in Supernatural? Okay, there he is. <laughs> yeah, another show that was shot in Canada. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yep. I know him from Cube as the guy who gets cubed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's in the right. the opening scene. And many other things. Uh, but yeah, so obviously Magneto, Magneto comes in. steps out from the shadows. He, he's, his very flamboyant way of addressing people. Which I just going to let us so, choose. He's so good at this role. I, know, I mean, great. he's fantastic. I love him. And we get his little wiener sidekick, who is unfortunately oh, like Pyro in this movie or something, too much. Fireface or whatever. I his didn't name think. Is. I yeah. thought he was just fine, like in the the second one. But now he's just like such a dweeb. He's such a dweeb, well, but he's like. I mean, he doesn't really do anything. He's like, tell me what to do, Magneto. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's just like his number two, but he he has such a punchable face, and I it yeah. kind of works the for the character. The haircut doesn't help. Yeah, I don't know who he reminds me of, but it's just like, oh, he's a little weaselly. Him. Yeah, he's just like a little weasel guy. Uh, I don't like him. But I think then, at the time people thought he was like a heartthrob. I guess. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't I thought know. Sean Ashmore was kind of. Well, he's more much of the, cuter. Um, but yeah, so Magneto kind of says, "No, it's bullshit. They're gonna just like force force you to take it, and they're not gonna give you a choice." He kind of like gives a big speech and rallies everybody, and kind of like gets all these like punk kids to join his gang. Yeah. So who is this like run fast lady? Uh, does she have a name? They're, they're nobody. <sighs> like they're, they're just like made some people up, uh, like Blowfish Man, <laughs> whose power. Like it's so it's funny, porcupine. this blowfish guy. He needs to. He needs to like get them in a hug it's, to be able to use his power. Yeah. I was like, can he shoot his quills? No, we never see him it's do quill. that. It's yeah. a porcupine, not a blowfish. Okay, what? He's a blowfish because doesn't he blow up? Like I think uh, his you know, name is Quill. Yeah. Oh, is it Quill? Okay. Yeah, he doesn't kind of a sucky blow power. Up. He doesn't. He doesn't blow up. But there is one. It's like oh, that'd be so funny if he blew up like a balloon and that's how his spikes come up. <laughs> and then they like uh, capture him and like eat him at a sushi restaurant. <laughs> oh no but they ate the poison part yeah. you got them. <laughs> I, I will say this movie does suffer from um too many jokes and too many like funny mutant power things at the very end definitely well in this scene too like you have the big fat guy and then he sits down <laughs> in between two people and, and becomes like smaller yeah it's just like, like did, okay so there's like there's a meme and i've seen this the guy at the end who's like come on <laughs> You know the Wolverine? Yeah, come on. And his arms <laughs> yeah, grow? Where is that meme? Like, I was searching for it. Like, where did I see it? Because I know that's a meme. There's <laughs> probably a lot of things that are memes. Oh, come on! <laughs> Uh, when he kicks him in the nuts oh you know what that's my favorite thing it's the guy who's like come on <laughs> arm <laughs> man salami yep. deli deli man the de- deli man <laughs> brooklyn guy whose arms grow <laughs> like is it only his arms that can yeah, grow back yeah. like wolverine cuts his arms off yes. and then he grows them back and he's like come on and then wolverine kicks him in the nuts and the guy goes and wolverine goes hope you can grow those back and it's like <laughs> and i mean i assume he, he can he yeah didn't. he didn't well he didn't like kick him kick them okay. off his body. How would you find out that you had Here's that power? Here's a couple of acres. <laughs> so did this guy just get an arm Maybe cut off one day and then grew back and then he realized, that's my mutant <laughs> Maybe he worked at a factory or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like one of those safety videos where he's like, ah. Oh. 
Good thing I happen to have an arm growing back. Maybe, well, maybe he just cut himself and it grew back. Yeah, maybe he, like, maybe he just yeah. like worked at that uh, famous deli in New York. I don't think it's only arm-related power. <laughs> and that guy, like, what is his strategy? Just kind of like just swing toward Wolverine to let him cut his arms yeah, off? he doesn't look extra strong or anything. But <laughs> he, Come on! He's... <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, he's maybe he's making like potato chips. He's got like a mandolin slicer. Yeah, and he's cut like, his finger, yeah, yeah. his finger off. Hey, hey. And then it grows back. Grow back. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Do you think he he become like a chef and he like <laughs> yeah. feeds people human meat, like the greatest delicacy? Oh, that'd he be feeds amazing. Feeds people his own arms. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a plot of something. Say, I, I've seen that somewhere. <laughs> they say man is the most delicious game. <laughs> Come on! All right, we jump way. F- okay, so where are we now? Uh, we uh, met Magneto. 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 Uh, he's like, yeah, you remember me? Well, yeah. he talked to Lady, who can sense mutant powers, and he's like, yeah, and where's he's like, the mutant oh. now? But before that, Scott goes to Alkali Lake. Alkali Lake. Alkali Lake. Alkali Lake. It's hard to say. He's on. Uh, he's on his motorcycle. Uh, I wanted to point out that 2006. Everyone is wearing bootcut jeans in this I movie. I did notice that Wolverine. Holy cow! Big on the bootcuts. He's always got like flared pants, but uh, yeah. yeah, everyone in this movie is wearing bootcut. Even like uh, uh, Iceman at one point, I'm like fuck, is everybody wow. wearing bootcuts? It was the style at the time. And bootcuts back. Yeah, everything. Yeah, you that, can still get it. Right. Everything oh. that was popular in the '90s and the 2000s is now back, it's especially with jeans. Oh, <laughs> the worst type of jeans. Uh, there's a lot and, of jeans in this movie. There's Jean Grey. There's mutant <laughs> jeans and. Bootcut jeans. If there was a guy that he could just like, he, he could turn into jeans, that'd be so funny. Like denim man? Like a pair of jeans? Yeah, denim what man. Is, well, or like like does he turn bodies. literally into a pair of jeans or is he just made of denim? He Don't would, get me out in the rain. He, he, the, the Canadian tuxedo, he would be like. Yeah. Uh, just be, <laughs> that's his name, the Canadian tuxedo? It would just be a jacket with like eyes on the back or something. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to wear a, a Canadian tuxedo back in the day. I've always that been does not very, surprise uh, me at all. I've been yeah. very conscious of I can't wear a jean top if I'm wearing jeans, but jeans are all I have, so I don't wear a lot of yeah. jean jackets, a jean top. Speaking of jeans, so uh, Cyclops <laughs> goes to Alkali Lake. Uh, you know, he has like a freak out, and then Jean Grey comes back. So I guess what happened was she was calling to him mm-hmm. because she needed his laser eye power to blast her out For of her cocoon. Reason. Her cocoon. It's very uh, The Last Airbender, really. I mean, that's exactly what happened to Aang. Everything always comes back. I love that M. Night movie. (laughs) (laughs) Only he was in a frozen uh, uh, ball. Um, Patrick Stewart does say cocoon, and it's really funny in this movie. It was in a protective it's like cocoon. I, if I had a cocoon, I would like one, like uh, Wilfred Brimley, <laughs> <laughs> or that man without a conscience. How much time is supposed to have been passed between like the last movie, like a couple years? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they ever say. But it looks like the good. dam is still busted in the background. I mean, actually, if you judge it by like how long her hair is compared to the last movie, so it's been like at least a couple years. Um, her hair grew longer. She grew it out underwater and dyed it red. <laughs> Because the phoenix has red hair now. I don't know. Uh, she can probably grow her hair like instantly, like with those powers. Um, so, yeah. Not, is that part of psychic power? I don't know. And my nails. <laughs> <laughs> she's like controlling other people to see that she has longer hair. She's, sure, she's yeah. Her mind. Oh, she's like hallucinating them. Yeah, exactly. She's like. Bel- kind of like, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker's projection at the end of The Last Jedi. Yeah, there you go. go. Um, but yeah, so they make out and then. 
he something happens. We don't know what. And then it- I have a memory of seeing this in theaters and seeing him be like disintegrated. But maybe that's just something no, I made up. I don't think they, that ever happened. But mm. uh, I uh, I like that. So like, maybe he his, didn't die, and he was like, "See you guys later," and he just drove his off. His face gets like. Uh, it goes all like turns to jello. I don't know like what you rippling. call that, but it looked cool. R- uh, rippling. Yeah, yeah, they kind of cut away, and then uh, Professor Xavier is like, "Whoa!" It's like you can <laughs> get down on my leg. Oh! Even like Logan runs out of his room, and he's like, "What was that?" Um, so they go there, they fly there, and they step out of the ship. And Halle Berry has this weird line and weird delivery where she goes, "You don't want to be here." Why did she say that? Why did she say it like that? It's so weird. And it's like an ADR. It's And then Logan goes, you do? What? I think they were just trying to fill silence. I don't know. But it's like, why would you say that in that situation? We're here just to like rescue somebody. She's saying it like she's reading his mind. Like, you don't want to be here. But it's just weird. <laughs> she ain't psychic. Well, you know, it's just how she delivers lines. I have seen this movie a lot. So there are certain things that always stuck out to me. And I'm going to probably bring them up. Um, but yeah, so they How find many times me. do you think you've seen this movie, April? Well, I owned it on uh, DVD, so I don't know, 15 maybe? <laughs> wow, okay. I, it, was a, it was a favorite of mine. <laughs> I mean, I can't say it, it was a long now, time. Now, what did your friends think? Did you watch it with your friends a lot? Well, Were I saw like... this in theaters, I recall, but uh, so I don't know if we watched it a- after Now, did, did this lead to like X-Men Obsession? Did you read the comics or? No. No, okay. <laughs> no, it was pretty so much it pretty much movies. ended with this, and then I, I saw all the other movies. That, mm. uh, I've seen all the other X Men movies, although I didn't see Origins until way after it came out, and I was uh, disappointed. Mm. So, like, if I were to buy you a X Men related thing, it would have to be a, a, a part of this trilogy yeah. that was in that stylistic template. Okay. Yeah, yes, I was just thinking, like, I should try and read the Dark Phoenix. Got saga that would I would probably like it, but I don't read comics because I don't know where to start. Uh, just uh, just start with Chris Claremont, uh, X Men. That's yeah. probably the best place. Or yeah. just watch the movie Dark Phoenix. Oh, I have a podcast for you called the Very Fine Comic Book Podcast. Oh, Available at all. <laughs> Are you guys going to talk about manga at all? Oh, absolutely. We're going to do manga. We'll probably do X Men because uh, my co-host on it, Mike Wood, is very familiar with that, and I am not. So well, that'd be fun. You're not familiar with X Men. No, not the comics. I haven't read that many. Really? You seem to know yep. everything about this. <laughs> I, I know nothing. You're like filling in all the, the background and all these characters. Uh, I, I know like the broad strokes from okay. reading Wizard Magazine. And, you know, you just get the general idea of stuff. Right. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is there's like kind of a love triangle between Kitty, Rogue, and um, uh, Iceman that's like barely even in this movie so it's yeah. kind of like why is this here if you're not gonna do more with it it's, it's well, the, just like another story big thing. issues is like what is rogue's power within the context of these movies she can because, like, like drain people yeah, of, yeah. Well, she can like leech other people's powers and use them but it so, also like but hurts she like them. never does that <laughs> yeah in the animated series and i think the comics too oh. basically she like killed captain marvel the woman version mm-hmm. and stole her powers so she could fly she was invulnerable super in, uh, strong super strong and she could also suck people's power or she could like kill people by touching them yeah but yeah. She, she doesn't seem to do anything that no. uh, i remember in any of these movies i know and i like that i like her in the first movie you know she's a teenager what was it like when she first started but um she never gets to do shit in the second or third or in especially the later this ones. one i feel and like it's just her looking out windows at 
other yeah. people doing stuff. She's like, I'm going to get the cure at the end. And I loved her in the 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 cartoon. She was so badass. And she had like a really cool southern accent. And like, uh, she's kind of doing it. Yeah, and it's really at, and a Paquin too. Like, she's a good she's actress. She's a good actress, yeah. So but, like, do something with her. But, you know, mm-hmm. so this whole love triangle is set up just to sort of... Uh, push her to get the cure to want to get the cure but it has nothing it just has like no and at the end she just gets the cure she's like i got it okay and yeah there the wasn't end. anything going on with kitty and uh, uh iceman anyway so yeah it's it was just kind like of... window dressing it felt like but whatever. something that i felt was missing from this movie is i wanted to see them like imposing the cure on mutants uh, well they they kind of go straight to using it in a military sense yeah, um, they do, but like you don't get enough of that of them being like, "Whoa, they're forcing it upon us against our will." And do we like they say that they're going to do that, right? That all the mutants have to become human. Well, Magneto's kind of implying it, implying no, that. Yeah. But then well, I think the, the president at one point is talking to Hank, and he says, "Like, you know, how can we have uh, diplomacy with like a guy that can, can like move mountains?" Yeah, with his so mind that or gives you the sense that. They were probably going to start making it mandatory yeah. and rounding people up just like they wouldn't concentration camps. Yeah, because yeah, what's weird about this movie is that there's no kind of like the cure's still around. Like they're still giving it at the end of the movie. Yeah, like you can get it if you want it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's like a, so they yeah they introduce it as like you can go to this clinic and get a vaccine. April said it was like going to get a vaccine for COVID. And <laughs> yeah. as we know, April is very anti-vaccine. No, it's no, like no. you go and get it, and it was like people like idiots uh, across the road like, <laughs> like chanting yeah. it, with yeah. placards and stuff. Uh, they're like, we don't need no cure. Um, so yeah, so they rescue, uh, Mystique. We get another angel scene, like Ben Foster, he's grown up, uh, you know, he's, he's about to take the cure, doesn't, and then just jumps out a window and flies away. <laughs> Why did you just come here to jump out the window? <laughs> Wanted to show you my sick abs, dad. Yeah, Look at him. Yeah. It's just weird. This whole character has no, no real payoff. Like, you know, he ends up saving his dad at the end, but there's no point to it. It's just, just cut all this time out give it to other characters flesh yeah, out. you could cut out all the angel stuff and not lose anything oh, for no, sure. yeah, it doesn't affect the plot at all at the end like he swoops in and saves his dad but like that that, that didn't have to be there. it doesn't, it doesn't have his, to be him it didn't have to be it doesn't end up like convincing his dad to to change his no. mind or you know whatever it's just you never see them again and it's just uh yeah flesh out you know the other characters there's yeah. too the many argument threads. for the cure too and they talk about this where like storm's like oh you know or someone said that it's part of who you are and it's like i'm an inside out man <laughs> i don't want to be inside out there's a guy that gets shot by the cure when they charge at the end yeah and he's like an inside out man he's like, like a yeah he's like he's kind of see-through you kind of like yeah see- is he like running toward the cure he's like please shoot me <laughs> please. bring up a good point is and, and hank and hank does say this at one point because storm is like this is insane this is you know genocide and he's like well some people might want it and i think that's mm-hmm. their right i mean i if i i could not be hairy you know mm-hmm. and uh i would that would be my choice they play a little fast and loose with that in the uh the the 60s series one with the james mcavoy yeah. series where it's like him and all these big actors don't want to be in makeup so it's yeah. like nicholas holt and jennifer lawrence are mostly <laughs> like, like human oh i created this serum that suppresses our genes yeah so yeah. it only comes out when i'm angry in a fight scene yeah. when it can turn into my stunt double which uh in other words kind of defeats the purpose of all this mutant stuff if it doesn't affect us at all yeah. anyway exactly so anyway um, moving forward here we get a, a pretty fun uh, mystique rescue scene uh, Magneto and his new crew uh, break Mystique out of this like we get a great character truck prison multiple man oh god <laughs> who has two lines in this movie yeah were, were there multiple man fans 
I don't no. know. Who is this actor? Well, maybe in the comic books. He looks familiar, doesn't he? he I think he like you're looks like, like hmm. a, He looks a, like generic. Man. He just looks like a... He looks like Seth MacFarlane, kind of. Kind like, of. Generic person. Um, but it looks like, I don't know, a bad stand-up comedian that you'd go and yeah. see. That, yes. Like, like an Seth Adam Carolla. Like, that never, never quite makes it big, but he's, he, you know, he's always around. And then, of course, we get Juggernaut. Uh, oh God! Who's this character? Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones. Famous. Uh, who's this character? <laughs> ah, yes, the classic Guy Ritchie character. <laughs> Transposed to the X Men universe. Feels like a character. He tells point. you as soon as they open the the his prison door, he's like, "Oh, I'm Juggernaut." And then, unfortunately, uh, Mystique gets cured uh, with a cure gun, which is at the point where they're like, what the fuck? We didn't even know it was in guns at this point. And uh, I feel really bad. Magneto but- is so cold to her in this scene. He's like, oh, yeah. you're not one of them. Or <laughs> and Magneto's like, I hope it doesn't happen to me. Because <laughs> wouldn't that be, oh, ironic? <laughs> also, he objectifies her uh, by saying, it's too bad. She was so beautiful. Beautiful? Mm. She's been kicking ass for you for like, uh, 70 years at this point. I think he meant so. like she was more beautiful in her blue form. You're right. Um, she was so beautiful once. And also they banged, so <clears throat> they had a long, uh, a long standing. Uh, oh yeah. Wait, is that a deleted scene? I don't remember them banging. <laughs> it's in, in the... it's in X Men First Class. Oh okay. Well, it was Michael Fassbender, you know? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So because I I, so I was like, wait, wait, wait. Also, so, like, Mag- X two they had sex? Ian McKellen. Oh, Ian McKellen oh. as Magneto, clearly gay, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. very flamboyant. I mean, he has a little uh, pyro boy toy yeah, walking around with him the he's, entire time. He's got his cape. He's great, um, but uh, now we got to go to Gene in the uh, the X mansion. mansion. This is where Patrick Stewart is like, "Fuck you, Logan." Yeah, <laughs> basically, which is a great. I don't have to down tell scene. the likes of you. Yeah, so I don't she, have to explain myself. She kind of wakes up and explains to Logan that. Uh, Professor X has been suppressing the Dark Phoenix side of her all these years and she's like he's probably in your mind too yeah. like control- controlling you and we get hot makeout scene um, although where she makes the belt fly off is very cheesy yeah uh, <laughs> but we're all supposed to laugh at that I guess yeah she like um, uh, yeah she throws Logan against the wall she escapes Professor X comes downstairs like what have you done Logan uh, when he gets thrown against the wall it looks so hard That's I a, was like yeah. is that a person it didn't look yeah. like a CG I was thinking that when I saw it today uh, I'm like holy whoa. shit <laughs> that's a hard impact um, uh, and then yeah, yeah he kind of calls Professor X on it like you know you were suppressing it and he's like well I did the right thing and you know uh, I don't I have mean, to explain just, myself. I mean, what do you guys think? I think he, I kind of think he did do the right thing. Yeah, I but guess. it is morally ambiguous. Yeah, it's a lot of that in this movie. Yes. Um, um, so yeah, we get uh, we go to Magneto HQ, <laughs> which um, <laughs> which looks like a uh, crumpled up piece of paper. Yeah, I said it looked like something that uh, Frank Gehry like. Uh, it looks designed. like crushed up garbage bags, like on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crumpled metal, but it looks like tin foil, and you know. But yeah, it, this is like the most like Vancouver. We get to it later, but uh, yeah, his Vancouver. whole his whole rallying speech in front of this crowd in the forest is like, okay, this is Vancouver. <laughs> oh yeah, that forest man like vancouver as hell oh, yeah. like 
kind of wet trees. It, uh, you expect Mulder and Scully to be walking around <laughs> yeah, in the background yeah. somewhere. <laughs> it's like we've got six shows shooting in this forest at the same time. <laughs> yeah. If you look closely, you can see the supernatural boys walking around. <laughs> um, so they all return to, uh, they find out that Jean has gone back to her house, which we saw in the opening with the, in the flashback scene. This is my favorite scene of no, the movie. No, this is my favorite okay, scene. Okay, fine. You take it. <laughs> um, this movie does have really some really good scenes, I think. Uh, this is one of them. This is I think excellent. this scene is like the best thing in like all of the X-Men movies. You get fun fight stuff outside and then inside a psychic battle, the likes of which have not been seen since Boarding House. <laughs> Remember that movie, guys? Deep cut. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I just think the CGI looks so good. Okay, the thing I really like is I really, really like the the makeup design on Jean when she goes full Phoenix. It's all not what you would expect. It's it's gray and zombie-esque and like the eyes go like black and it it just looks so cool. I just think it's a really, really good choice. And there's so much tension in this scene. Yeah, like Charles and, and Magneto are kind of going at it. Like yeah. uh, uh, Magneto's kind of goading her like, you know, come on, like let loose. And he's like, no. Yeah. Um, it's really good, yeah. And he fucking dies. Like, and not only dies, he blows up into a million pieces, which is I mean, very I that violent. Was pretty funny, because Charles Xavier is like, "Oh, don't go too far." Then he smiles because he's out of the movie, and then he, and he goes, "Oh, my contract is finally released." Yeah, yeah. He and he ascends like, the, the heaven of being able to just hang out in his mansion reading Shakespeare sonnets. Exactly. I love the um, uh, the the fight that's going on between Wolverine and Juggernaut and Storm and the other girl, Lady Without a Name. Uh, it, they're always like in the background of each other's scenes, yeah. each other's fight scenes. So it's like this controlled chaos. It's really really cool. And you see like Juggernaut throw. They're always like breaking a piece of the house off. And um, I absolutely love the special effects in this scene of things floating because mm-hmm. a lot of it looks practical. Is it the house uh, getting lifted up? Is a model house? It's a practical oh, cool. model. So when they they drop it down, it smashes. It looks fantastic. It's really, nice. Really good. Um, but yeah, just like things in the room and like earlier, mm-hmm. like in the hospital thing, it's just like it's probably just done with strings, and that's what I, you can tell. You can tell people now. It's just <laughs> not as good. And then it's probably it's probably all CG, and I just didn't I didn't even know. Uh, but there's it, some CG <laughs> floating stuff in this movie for well, sure. Obviously, but yeah. like I feel like when it's done practically, it looks fantastic yeah this is if it was done practically terrific terrific scene um xavier explodes then we get the sad mutants they're all at the x mansion not a very big turnout i mean at this Eh, funeral i don't know how many people man they i mean they turned around that uh, professor xavier like headstone real fast that's what i was thinking on it a mutant made that (laughs) do you think they already had it like made like oh he's gonna die any day now (laughs) so let's get it ready yeah (laughs) it's just like all rushed in with like paint (laughs) it's like that's something you would expect at the end of the movie for sure it feels like the movie movie's like oh let's take a break here and then we'll move on to the next part no rush no rush yeah it kind of feels like that scene should have been the climax of the movie but yeah if not we had to have well, no, not the death bigger. of professor xavier that's a that's an end of act one the kind of funeral place. scene you know at yeah the, the end. funeral scene yeah it should just be something maybe back at the mansion of like wolverine talking to storm like okay you're well, g- we're gonna have to lead them now and blah blah this blah. is an issue is that like there's not that many x-men in this movie I know. like there's a lot of characters <clears throat> but it's just wolverine and storm we're and running yeah. out office, of x- i guess yeah, as far as the people that we know and have followed throughout these movies. Yeah. It's really just Wolverine and Storm. Oh, this scene is funny, though. If you look at the uh, extras in the back, like the <laughs> quote-unquote mutants, some funny faces in this funeral scene. <laughs> really funny. Um, 
Yeah, so the Iceman and Kitty Pride, they have their yeah, like they little scene. Skate. Uh, yeah. She's feeling sad, and then he like you know freezes the the fountain. It's a cute moment, but you know, but my, my Rogue letter. is like looking out from <laughs> looking out from a window angrily. <laughs> Maybe I will get that cure. I feel like that's all she does. It's just like kind of look at camera, like I don't know, wistfully or something like that. Yeah, during this whole movie. It's too bad. Um, and then uh, no, now we have all the Vancouver stuff in the woods. <laughs> We're kind of in, yeah. in the well, woods yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, they introduce the uh, the sort of clinics where you can go and get the cure. Uh, Pyro and Iceman kind of meet at one because Iceman's looking for for Rogue. She yeah. takes off. Why was Pyro there? Oh, uh, because he blew it up at the end. Remember? Oh, right. It was like a demonstration. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I guess. Uh, yeah. And you just want to punch Pyro his face in this scene. So He's a dweeb. And then, um, uh, yeah. They and have then, their little, you know, face off. Yeah. So then um, we get an Arlie Ermy cameo. Yeah. What is up with this? So uh, I think the president. They're just like. We got to protect the laboratory on Alcatraz Island, like, you know, send out all the forces. Uh, and then we get, yeah, Arlie Ermey, like, all right, pick up your weapons. Plastic, absolutely no metal. Like, why? Why? It was distracting to me that they have a known actor just doing a voice cameo. I don't know. Um, yeah. They want all the stars in the sky to appear in X3, The Last Dance. That's why the movie was so expensive at the time. Arlie Ermey, <laughs> Bill Duke. Julian mm. Riching. <laughs> like, oh, man. Okay, so... Uh, you get a Wolverine fight in the forest. We get, so. Yeah, uh, you get uh, fighting the bone man guy. who shoots bones. <laughs> yeah. like, Spike. Uh, this scene is so funny. Well, not the fight scene, but just like the, I don't know, a collection of tents in the forest. It looks like they're like a bunch of goths are going to do like a forest rave or something. Yeah, it looks very uh, inexpensive, it if does. you will. It did. Yeah, I will admit to that. You know, I don't know. I guess this was at the point, I don't know if like filling out scenes with cg people was very common maybe it was they did know. it in forrest gump yeah they do that's right i don't know um <laughs> forrest gump x3 the last stand <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Kitchen. similar uh, yeah. or master yeah the lord of the anyway. rings movies sure okay <laughs> but we have to get We're covering to the whole gamut on this the, the third act um our x-men are suiting up Hank McCoy is back in an ill-fitting uh, X suit. I feel like this is the only reason why they have the lab on Alcatraz Island was just so they could have this Golden Gate Bridge scene. Yeah, because I was just like, why is this in this movie? I, I guess just because it looked cool. It looks cool. It's a big... Maybe uh, it was in the comics. I don't know. It's a big thing. Yeah, which is kind of weird because you go back and forth with this like super expensive looking scene. Apparently, according to the producer, this took like... 35 million dollars to do uh, uh, visual effects and the set that they build uh, i can i mean i can see it. it's a big fucking big like, it doesn't oh get much God. bigger than this and maybe they also wanted magneto to have a moment where he just does something big like it looks really cool and you've never seen his powers used to like not at, to at this scale before degree, yeah but um it's pretty funny it's like you're trying to like invade this island like wouldn't a boat be better i don't know <laughs> something more stealthy flashy. It's all about style, Colin, and how you come in. Charles always wanted to build bridges. <laughs> Do you think he wrote that like note and he's like, how can I implement this in some way <laughs> yeah. on a large scale? Also, he's a little cavalier considering one scene ago he was telling Pyro like, Charles did more for mutants than you'll ever know, you little shit. Yeah, he's like. Um, so it's like now you're kind of poking fun at your dear friend. <laughs> and also, you're building a bridge connecting it to the mainland. It's like you're just giving the army a way to like come and it's true and like attack you from the rear. Oh, I didn't think do. about that one, but the joke was very funny, <laughs> oh, wasn't it? I just really wanted to say that bridge line. I've been sitting on it for years. 
Oh, are there um, any more bridges around here? Okay, so we get the big My battle. boat joke didn't sound as funny. <laughs> I'll, move, I'll, I'll move it again and I'll say the joke again. Oh, I've got, to, oh, I've got to work on some new material. I mean, and anything of note during this, uh, the, there's a lot of quips, a lot of jokes. Almost too many. Wait, like the big action scene? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, Come on! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. We got that. Oh, well, that was a famous meme, so they had yeah, to Yeah, I know. But, uh. like, uh, I, I don't... I actually love the lighthearted tone that this movie has, but sometimes it feels like it's fighting with the more serious tone, so I prefer mm. the Gene uh, Grey house scene, which is playing it straight. Which is great, yeah. But um, it, they kind of, like, all the jokes are kind of pushed into this one scene, and they just happen so quickly after yeah. one another. It's just, like, it's too much. And, like... Pyro's like, you should have gone back to school. And then he goes, you never should have left. I mean, that's not even a joke. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's supposed to be funny. They have their little Mortal Kombat fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they rescue Cure Boy. Uh, Kitty Pride. And then they end up uh, curing Magneto. And they're like, let's work together. And what they do isn't even that complicated. No, he just does they another just... fastball special. Exactly. And then Hank comes up behind him. That's it. Like Jabs him. Yeah. And uh, then we get the even bigger climax, which is Gene, Gene Grey versus... goes uh, uh, insano. And <laughs> he like obliterates like an entire army pretty it's much. It's pretty yeah. crazy watching people get disintegrated yeah there's a lot so of one of the things about this climax is she has no agency in this she just gets killed by wolverine and quite yeah. easily eh? one yeah. stab and she's done dead like in the comic she kills herself like she makes oh, a choice makes to kill herself well because you know the other personality wants to kill the evil personality because she realizes she's an insane murderer and she can't be controlled so she wants to die and i love the look on her face after he stabs her is she just looks at peace mm -hmm. uh, by the way Fomka jansen is fantastic in this movie i know that we had saying we have issues with her having agency but she's mm -hmm. really good actress and i like her and she often doesn't get enough to do mm -hmm. I, I wish she would have been used more um mm -hmm. or, or just sort I mean, of taken the lead and, and sort of done something instead of just being this prop that is trotted out she needs the agency of her classic character in deep rising <laughs> the treat williams film <laughs> oh. Classic yeah. movie. And Trillion St. James. <laughs> Ivanka love... on a top or whatever. Zenya on a top. Zenia and Golden Eye. Um, um, but anyway, uh, again, the special effects in the scene are bar none. I think they're it, fantastic. It, it's weird. It's like a weird combo of looking cheap and expensive at the same time. I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, when they kind of face off with the mm. with all the mutants kind of face off against one another it's like they're really spreading that line thin to just make it as wide as possible yeah it, yeah it's like eh, it's like maybe 20 people i love the stuff where uh the psychic energy is like blowing logan's skin off it yeah, looks that's so really good. good. Yeah, I and I've always loved the healing effect of him. Mm -hmm. uh, it has like a little sound effect, and uh, you know, back in 2000, CGI was pretty limited, but I thought it looked fantastic even then. Here is great. Yeah, there's one part where his like his chest gets all burned off, and, and you, you see, see the, like his the, rib cage, the metal. Yeah, it's adamantium. Really cool. It's very great. Why don't his pants his pants should get blown off? Well, <laughs> it's like his dong, his little out. adamantium dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They made it adamantium. Well, yeah, he's like, oh, I have a healing factor, except my balls. That never grows back. That's why I said that to the come on guy. Come because, on. Wait, 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 wait. So Wolverine and that guy have basically the same powers. Then. Yeah. Only his so arms they have healing just grow back fast. Yeah, I guess. But Wolverine, you know, you couldn't cut through his adamantium. But the adamantium wouldn't grow but back. But the, 
the admantium was added by scientists. What was that freaking guy's name? The the bad guy. Tracks. No, wasn't the it? other no. guy. The other. Not Trax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's played by Brian um, Cox. you know Mister Succession. Oh, God, I can't. I'm gonna look right now. Brian Cox X two. <laughs> Stark. Uh, no, it's no, Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. <laughs> All I see is Brian Cox defends uh, <laughs> Brian Singer. It's like, Ugh, oh, boy. not a good look. Um, Get on. William Stryker. 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 Jesus right. Christ. Stryker oh, and Trask sound very similar. We're, no, they don't. <laughs> okay, Stryker, Stryker and Stark sound similar. We're starting to like uh, all the people are just like it's Stryker for God's sakes. Anyway, uh, the movie is over. We get another funeral scene—not <sighs> really funeral, but like a cement uh, sto- sto- headstones. Mm-hmm. And um, for all the other characters that wanted out of the movie, <laughs> I guess I should just it, read the right? actors' names on the headstones. <laughs> James Marsden. Uh, he says, well, <laughs> and then the, go and then the next role they have, it's like, see him soon. It's Superman <laughs> returns. <laughs> and that, that's it. And then uh, of course there, well, I mean the last scene is uh, Magneto is sitting down to play chess and mm-hmm. you realize oh, he can, he can still move. The it. chess piece just starts to move a bit and then it smash cut right to credits. I love but that. It's like, don't do it so soon. Wait, so is he in a dream or is he not? I'm not sure. I don't think he is. No, I think the okay. well, it's up to you. It's like, is he just such a yeah, powerful like, like Inception? Is it, yeah, exactly. is it in the dream world? Yeah. Is he such not? a powerful uh, mutant that the cure wouldn't work on him, even though he got stabbed four times? Or does the cure have a like, expiration date? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it probably has an expiration date. Yeah, you gotta. Do keep you think it he like in. shit himself when he got hit by the cure? It's like oh, you're yeah. supposed to give one, not four. <laughs> yeah, but like. Um, okay, it's like, oh, so, so sick. The stinger what if, like, scene. You don't just died. He's like, uh, you stabbed me with like four things. Yeah, he's like, I'm really old. He's an old man. Okay, the stinger <laughs> scene. I never knew about that mm-hmm. the first time I saw it because I didn't watch until the end of the credits, of course. I mean, so. I love Stinger. He's my favorite character. The <laughs> man General Stinger. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that uh, his consciousness is in this body. And uh, okay. But then, like, two movies later. He's just back at, in his old body, so that yeah, that was he when got they plastic got plastic surgery. He's a robot. That was man. that was that was when they were like, we can do anything we want. We don't have to explain it. Toss he just looks. He just window. looks like like Xavier. I man. was very confused when this scene happened because I remember when like the first time I saw it, I'd completely forgotten that quick scene that set it up earlier in the movie and yeah. i was like what the fuck was that and who is this person who yeah. is this person <laughs> and why is professor xavier still around in a bed i I, di- I didn't put two and two together yeah so there you go but now we know better because now stingers better. are always happening yeah yeah i i didn't watch that scene i, I left the theater so fast i left like a little cloud of smoke behind <laughs> to go buy my ticket for x3 again because <laughs> it's round <laughs> two baby Tokyo drift yeah um anyway that's the movie uh i still love this movie i think it's fantastic but obviously i can acknowledge that there are things that could have been better there are issues Um, yeah but i feel like it doesn't deserve the reputation no no Uh, i think it was just if it wasn't coming off of x2 maybe people would have felt differently but i can only say like people yeah okay it's trying to be kind of let down by it or you know disappointed in some way but mm-hmm. i don't know thoroughly entertaining i mean I uh yeah. please watch the ghost rider movies if you want to see bad superhero yeah, stuff like, compared to you compared to bad movie uh superhero movies that i've seen recently or in the past like 10 years this this is fine this is a I perfectly entertaining great. movie i think it's great yeah i think you know it could have trimmed out some story threads and fleshed some out more i think mm-hmm. uh 
Uh, Anna Paquin gets, uh, you know, the short short stick in this one. Mystique but... got the short end of the stick. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, it, you know, I think overall, I think it was really fun. And I think it was a fun representation of the Phoenix and the Cure storyline. They 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 make some references to it in the other Dark Phoenix movie, mm-hmm. uh, even though it has a different, like, origin. Which I barely remember in that I saw that it movie. in the theater. I went by myself one day, and I thought it was fine. But you could smell those reshoots. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a problem. It seemed like one of those that was one of the movies where they finished and then like it came out two years later or something like yeah. that. It just sat on the shelf for a while. And then well, they... it was a Fox issue because Disney bought Fox, oh. and then they're like, "What are we gonna do with these movies? I don't know, dump New Mutants and Dark Phoenix." Yeah, and yeah. I think uh, didn't the actors have to come back like a year later to like do reshoots for Ugh. it or something? It was just yeah. like I don't know. I remember not hating it. Because I was expecting no, that. No, I, I liked it, but much better it, than Apocalypse. Holy cow! That I was gotta a bad watch movie. that Apocalypse again. I gotta see me some Psylocke. Oh god, <laughs> poor Oscar Isaac. Oh. <laughs> what does he say when he touches the TV again? He's like, I'm I know learning. everything. <laughs> he says, I'm learning. <laughs> uh, anyway, we went a little long this week because it's X Men. So oh, you can if you want to find out. this, it's all on Disney Plus. All the X Men movies are on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, I think except the deadpools um but i didn't search for it so uh, this one looked great too it's 4k hdr i was gonna say the 4k really scan looks fantastic yeah sounds good too and uh if you want to email uh the podcast we're at no such thing is a bad movie at gmail.com we're on twitter at no such thing pod and you can support us on patreon uh patreon.com slash no such thing is a bad movie and if you subscribe at the five dollar level you will get a little bonus episode every two weeks and you'll have access to over a hundred of these episodes and we we just released one on uh, talking Oscars, <laughs> talking about the Oscar movies, uh, a little bit about the nominees, the and, snubs, the flubs, <laughs> and what we think. And may all happen. the stars. <laughs> and if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at April Atmansky. You can find me on Twitter to Clue J or every week on the Very Fine Comic Book Podcast. Check it out. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> Sergeant. Z- well, did I say it too loud for you? Yeah. It's like, oh. shocking. It's like a command. I think I have to go listen to it now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, on Twitter, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And that's you sure it. about that, Colin? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's it for this week. And uh, thanks for joining us. And as Magneto would say, what have I done? As, as Hank McCoy would say, oh, my stars and garters. Yeah, that was a clunker of I don't know why he said that. Because he's like an old time. Uh, that's his line. Oh, th- is, is that from? Th- As Wolverine would say, snicked. Oh, God. That's the sound of his claws coming in. I got too. it. I'm April at Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the clue. As Deli, Deli Man would say, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. And there's, <laughs> there's no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs>